Hello friends, this is Chris. Before the episode starts, I wanted to take a moment to thank our listeners, family, and patrons for your patience with the show releases. It's not unusual for Montreal Sauce Recordings to be delayed well past the week of the live show. However, this particular break in shows has nearly been a year. As many of you know, I've struggled with mental health, and one side effect of many mental wellness issues is isolation. In my case, if I distance myself from Paul and you, the listeners, I'd feel less guilt for not getting those past show notes and edits done. Though, I've learned it really wasn't guilt, it it was shame. I had projected my personal shame onto Paul and you. And when you were no longer there because of my isolation in the last year, I was still upset. That's the difference between guilt and shame. So thanks for your patience with our releases. Thanks to those of you on Patreon who kept the website funded, even through the absence of new shows. I'm very grateful. With that, I'll pass the mic to pass me. The following is a sauce packet from May of 2019. Paul wanted to try a live video stream show on Twitch. So if you tuned into our handsome faces that day, this may sound familiar. Without further ado... Hey, I can see myself. This is new. Paul and I usually don't uh, do the chat uh, with video on. So That's true. This um, is a this is a grand experiment. It's not that we're just really awkward friends. It's because <laughs> like we can't see each other to go, is he going to talk next or am I? <laughs> and we do that because we want to have super rad audio for everyone and uh but now we're doing this little Twitch experiment. We're super excited and also gorgeous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hi, welcome to Montreal Sauce. My name is Chris and my rad friend and co-host who I've already said his name. He actually never says his own name is Paul. Hello. <laughs> oh, we can talk. We can, we can gesture. wave and gesture and do all that stuff. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just need it. Just need a moment to do my mantra. Don't pick your nose. Don't pick your nose. Don't pick your nose. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> this is what I have dubbed a sauce packet. It's a 20-minute show on a single topic or question. And I have in my notes next big capital letters to start the timer. <laughs> otherwise, Paul and I will talk for two and a half hours. Um and the whole point is to do a short show rather than our two and a half hour shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now that you have video, you're like, yes, please just do a short show. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming up on hard drive fill. <laughs> uh, so now I know that neither one of us is a uh, serious gamer by today's standards, but I'm sure we'll get into that more as we discuss the question, which is, um, what was your first video game or maybe your first like gateway drug, the one that really wowed you, Paul? Um, let's see. I mean, if you, if you ask my mother, hi, Mom, you're watching the stream now, I think, uh, it would probably be, uh, on the Commodore 64, like, uh, there was a, there was a, um, Sesame Street Grover Learns Math kind of game or something along those lines. I don't even know the actual name of it, but I, uh, I actually do remember playing it a little bit. 
Uh, and that was probably the first video game that I ever played. But my first actual game system was uh, the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, um, the NES, which uh, I was of that generation where that was basically our first real like gaming on TV kind of platform. And, uh, and it came with the Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt combo cartridge. Um, I played Super Mario Brothers a lot more than Duck Hunt, but I definitely did play a lot of Duck Hunt as well. Oops, I, I like that uh, Paul is uh, like trying to be mindful of me to look at <laughs> yeah. me on one camera, but also looking at the yes. other camera. I'm going back and forth. I should find a way to cut those two cameras together. Maybe that would be really fancy. Oh yeah, you can buy like a pretty inexpensive switch, I think. But uh, whether you can also do that inexpensively with software is another <laughs> question. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, Wow, like I didn't expect uh, Commodore sixty four to come out of your your mouth, but I completely get it. Like, yeah, um, I I'm from that generation. Like, my parents thought it was like smarter to buy me a Commodore sixty four than just a game system like an Atari twenty six hundred. Sure, um, and I mainly used it for games and um, piracy, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. I don't know. I, I think um, so. My very first experience, like really with like, whoa, that's cool, is my uncle had this like, uh, what was it? It was, I was trying to look it up right before the show. And I swear, like when we were talking to Aaron Clifford in that episode, like level three guacamole or whatever, yep. Um, yep. the other episode that I talked about it and I found a picture of it, linked to it in the show notes. But it's either super bike or super cycle and it was a console like that just was like flat with like a box coming out of it and then it had two handle grips okay and oh i'm glitching that's awesome <laughs> and uh and then like the right one like you really could rev the motorcycle yeah and so on the screen was your two-dimensional motorcycle and just like nothing else as you revved. <laughs> and it rode across a blank screen until you hit a jump, which would then take you over buses. And on the other side was another ramp. If you overshot the ramp, you crashed. If you missed the ramp and crashed into the buses. Yep. So that was fun. And it had like, because you and I kind of talked um, in chat before this, um, it had... Two paddles, which is really loose because this is the 70s. Sure. That, and so it was a box with a dial on it. Um, and you could just flip a hardware switch and play Pong against someone. Oh, okay. So, nice. So you're, you were saying your mom was into Pong. And so I, I played a lot of Pong. Yep. And that was kind of my entryway. And then from there, um, it was really the arcade for me. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I really, I thought about sitting down and doing the math, like how much money, like in today's <laughs> money, have I spent in arcades in my lifetime? Yeah. But uh, Pac-Man was like some crazy phenomenon. Like, I think it was like a mix of like, what is this crazy Japanese culture? Sure. And I also think at the time, the um, video games before that, like Pong and Space Invaders and stuff, they weren't, they didn't have story. Right. Right? Like, right. shoot and don't get shot. And Pac-Man, like, had those little acts in between to help you kind of learn what the game was about. And I think yeah. that that, like, yeah. sort of 
aside from being this weird like cultural thing like a tamagotchi later on like what is this thing it's crazy i love it it's cute what is this yes. thing like that's what pac-man was back then and so i had pac-man ball cap i had that buckner and garcia pac-man song okay. with the tape yeah i had like wristbands that like were yellow with pac-man on them yep <laughs> yep and then um my mom made me a Pac-Man and a ghost monster uh, cake for my birthday, and I was Pac-Man for Halloween. <laughs> like, it was crazy. That's awesome. My Pac-Man sold. We've me. got uh, so we we have a, a coworker, uh, former co- coworker of yours, current coworker of mine, uh, who uh, is very into uh, pinball and arcade games, mostly pinball in general. Uh, and he had the tabletop Mrs. Pac-Man two-player. So you're sitting across from each other with the tabletop, and he actually brought that into the office. So that is, uh, that's in our office now, and from time to time we plug it in and turn it on. It doesn't stay plugged <laughs> in and, and played just because it, you know, it just kind of constantly makes noise. <laughs> And we have an right. open office, so that wouldn't work out very well. But every, once in a while, you know, when it's a when it's a, a Friday afternoon before a holiday weekend or something like that, it's an appropriate time to plug it in and have a little mini tournament before everybody goes home. I, I realized, like, at some point while you were talking, I was like, oh, so we have the chat room, and now we have a Twitch room that also has chat yeah. in it. Like, it's crazy. There's a lot of non-communication happening. <laughs> Because our moms are like, how do I listen again? Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really think, like, for me, it was arcades because then, like, um, as I got older, that's been, like, uh, you get the showbiz with the weird animatronic band and stuff. Right. And <laughs> so you go there for people's uh, birthday parties and you eat the paper plates that look like pizza. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I, I played, like, I like, one of my favorite games was, like, Moon Patrol. Um, I really dug that one, yeah. but, uh, yeah, later on as I got the Commodore, like my, I think I mentioned this before on the show, but my cousin lived in Kalamazoo in like a really big suburban neighborhood. Yeah. And so all the kids had Commodores and we're just like trading floppy drives or floppy disks and sure. like copying them. And yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so then he would just like come visit for the summer and bring like a big case of disks and be like, here, copy these. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think the I think the arcade I was probably at the most as a kid was either it's probably a toss up between Studio 28, the movie theater that had a big arcade mm-hmm. part of it, uh and um Terry Hall, the roller skating rink in Granville Ooh. also had an arcade side of it. That like you know if you weren't if you didn't want to be roller skating around in the main rink area you could skate on into the arcade and grab a soda <laughs> and and play arcade games too and and I and I think of arcades now uh, I think most of us uh, who have you know nostalgia for the sort of era of arcades um, think about those pretty fondly uh, but I in modern times i just realized that they you know you needed to put a quarter into play pretty consistently and now we have the era of you know casual games on our phones that uh you know hey if you want to get a, you can play it for free but if you want to get a little further a little faster 
buy this package of faux coins inside the game and get a little bit further on, which uh, which is really just the same phenomena except for the fact that the arcade's in your pocket following you everywhere <laughs> and you can put a quarter in anytime you want, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I remember, um, well, we have like, two places like we have a big similar to like uh the movie theater there um the one of the larger you know monopolies here has um taken and separated the two now so they still have video games in their movie theater but they have like what they call recreation center and it's just (laughs) filled with games and vr and i think there's a comedy club and like three restaurants and sure so we have that from the corporate world and then like down the road a bit we have what's called a beer cade oh so then yeah. it's like tokens and you get to play the old games and <laughs> actually in university and college like right out of high school i really got into pinball because there was a pinball machine and mm-hmm. just loved like the physical stuff like that was cool like yeah. it was retro to us back then yeah so and now I, that's all i want to play when i go to the arcades is like the pinball stuff it's, yeah it's it's fun to decipher like what you're supposed to do. Oh, I have to go up that ramp and you right, know. right, um, yeah. The other the other interesting thing is that now that I bring up that memory is that Muskegon Community College they had this pinball game that I swear I would probably buy if I could find it <laughs> <laughs> because we probably spent like my probably much as my tuition in that pinball game, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> like. Um, they had replaced it at one point, and it was like, oh, this one's not as good. Yeah, yeah. But it was something to do with, like, a carnival. Okay. So you would be sitting in, like, the lunchroom cafeteria area, like, studying at the table. And every now and then it would be like, ride the Ferris wheel. <laughs> like, trying to coax you. Like, you made me think of it when you said you guys unplugged the Miss Pac-Man machine at work because that thing was so obnoxious. And... <laughs> like the creators of the game were really funny about it. Like they actually made like the voice that's like trying to tempt you to play the game, just like a carny. So <laughs> right, yeah. So we would giggle like every time, like if, as if like one of us had farted or something, because <laughs> every now and then the machine would be like, "Hey, you with the face," <laughs> trying to get you to come play. That's good. That's good. But it wasn't a good game. No. <laughs> no. Sometimes those are sometimes those can be the best though to have around. You don't necessarily need to play it, but like you say, it's, you know, it's fun. Maybe it's maybe maybe there's a so bad it's good pinball podcast that needs to Ooh. happen. Cross promotion reference. There was a pinball podcast <laughs> that I tried to listen to once. Yeah. Now is the time when we take a short break in the show to try to identify the things in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I have a different view than everyone else of you. You do. But, yeah, uh, you do. You can see my amazing collection of Star Trek tapes in the background, I think, if I swivel the chair at the right angle. <laughs> and your cables. Yes, uh, yeah, and all my extra audio cables, whereas the people on the live stream just see uh, doors, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I have... I actually have a green screen cloth that I am intending to hang uh, at some point. Although with the amount of light that I have to work with right now, it would it would not work at all to have. It would just be dark, which might be better. I don't know. 
I, th- I think you bought some lights to uh, help with your uh, spouse's business. So I think you have some lights too. I have some light. I have some lights, <laughs> have some lights uh, floating around somewhere to work with. Now I have to figure out, you know, where do I where do I mount them? Where does it all go? This is a monstrosity. I should take a picture of it. <laughs> How I have this all rigged so, up. So then you'll have everything set up and a green screen, so you'll be able to do lots of fun things. But you yourself will be naked because it'll be so hot. In <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> this is already happening. It's getting quite warm in here. <laughs> I, I should make I sure understand. that I didn't cover a vent somewhere when I was setting this all up. And then I was looking at my my image that's glitching, and I was like, wow, I feel like I'm just like a really bad sitcom because there's just like a dartboard in the background for no reason. like so many sitcoms are like this is a men's apartment so there's a dartboard and it's like in a place like next to something you're like they don't play darts there ever (laughs) yeah i stole that joke from my friend nice he was always like even like you watch like a pizza hut commercial and there's like a dartboard like right next to the door when they open it to get their delivery of pizza it's like that's not where you put the no that's not a great place for that (laughs) It's just a symbol that males live here. That's right. <laughs> that's right. This is a this is a male safe space, I suppose. That's what that signifies, right? Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, I I don't know if I had any other notes about games. Uh, I think I covered most of I it. I would um, I would say I think my favorite. I I spent a lot of time playing both the Legend of Zelda and the sequel. Zelda 2, which Zelda 2 I don't think was as well acclaimed as the original one, Um, but I spent, it was really challenging because it was kind of obtuse and hard to figure out what you were supposed to do, and remembering, of course, that this is the era where you either had a Nintendo Power subscription or you just had to figure everything out, Um, and so, and I had just had to figure everything out, so... uh, (laughs) I I remember I made it quite far into Zelda 2, and then at some point, as it happens with all Nintendo cartridges, the memory just went away, and I had to start over. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, I'm done with that game. Then <laughs> I don't I don't need to continue playing this." I guess. <laughs> yeah, I all my friends had Nintendo, and I think when I look back now, it's probably colored by like what 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 I'm dealing with now, but. I do go back and see like a lot of like the spaces where like maybe I have started this pattern of anxiety oh. um, and things. And I, I think that there was a part of me back then, like my friends had Nintendo. So I would go over <laughs> to someone like Paul's house and sit and watch him play Mario for two and a half hours and then die. And I would play for two seconds and die, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, so yeah. So there was sort of some intimidation there. Like, I think there was a part of me as a little boy that wanted one just because everyone had one. Sure, yeah. But then there was another part of me that did not want one because I wasn't as good as they were. And so I didn't want that to be regular knowledge. (laughs) Yeah. So I was happy having people come over and play, like, my old Commodore games. And when I think about people coming over and playing games, like, the best, like, games back then were electronic arts they did like um all of these i think electronics arts was the one that did the summer olympics game okay and yeah so you could have eight players and like i would do like the diving event and then pass the joystick to you and sure and so yeah it was fun that way because everyone got to play and, yeah yeah 
and the racing stuff like running and and swimming races like two players could play head to head sure and it was just like and it, and it worked just like as if we were to play a game ourselves that we made up, right? right. Like it, yeah. it, it was a table. So you won and I lost. So now you're going to play Teeny because yeah. she won against Colette. Like, yeah. So it worked really well. And then they did like a skate or die game that was really fun. So it was all skateboarding. And I think I found that not too long ago for my Raspberry Pi game oh, system. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It was like super hard and like <laughs> I don't even know what move I'm doing because it's like 16 bits, right? Sure. Like, yeah. And then um, racing destruction set was really fun because it was like you could build your own race track mm-hmm. and um, you could change the gravity so you could hit a jump and just fly forever until the game was like, oh, you're going to fly out of our screen. So we're just going to make you crash into an invisible <laughs> barrier. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so those are some fun ones that would be a regular on the Commodore for me. Yeah, yeah. I I have a lot of. Uh, so this was a little bit later on. I also had a Super Nintendo, and um, uh, this was the. I didn't really do a lot of multiplayer gaming at the time. Like I did sometimes go over to friends' house and play uh, various things in two-player uh, F-Zero and uh, Mario Kart a little bit. Um, but uh, the mul- most multiplayer I did probably was uh, the different EA sports games. I had both Madden 94 and uh, NHL 94. Um, Ooh. And so uh, Madden 94 was the one that my dad liked to play a lot. And so we would play the Lions. He'd be the quarterback, and I would, of course, be Barry Sanders. And <laughs> we would just, like, he'd come up with a handoff or he'd do the QB waggle or something along those lines. Uh, and we played a lot of that. And then he tried playing NHL hockey with me, but it, it he didn't quite glom onto it quite as well. But that was a really good one because that Red Wings team had uh, Iserman and Dino Cicerelli and uh, old Bobby Probert. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and Dino Cicerelli, Dino Cicerelli was like, the Barry Sanders in that game, just from like how the how the game is configured, he was so fast it broke the game. In a in a way, like Barry Sanders was so fast in the in the Madden games that like if you got in the right position, you could just run loops around the field. And Dino Cicerelli was the same thing. Like if you got in the right position, you could just do a loop around the goalie, and that it would always be open. Yeah. So. I I remember '94 because uh, I think my cousin had it for Sega. Okay. And yeah. '94 was the year where they cleaned things up a little bit because before <laughs> you could fight and there'd be blood on the ice and stuff. Oh, but then, okay. But the game itself was like really great as far as like controls and being able to do that stuff. I remember. Yep. yep. You could on that one. You could break the glass if you check someone hard enough. You'd check <laughs> them through the glass, yep. which was. More fun than blood, I always thought. Yeah. So Yeah, that's cool. Um Yeah, that that was a fun game, yeah. My my cousin was younger than me and I was he was old enough probably to be home alone, but his parents had to go to a meeting in the early nineties mm-hmm. in California, so they left for like over a week and they're like, Could you just stay with him? And I was like, Sure. Yeah. So that's all I did was play Sega when I wasn't working. Yeah. <laughs> Because I didn't have that particular game, and uh, 
And actually, that was the year there was a huge earthquake in California. So they were there a little longer than they wanted to be because okay. it was scary. Sure. Um, so that's why I remember about NHL 94. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, um, when you said uh, Mario Kart, the other thing I thought of was that the regular Nintendo game that I got like crazy for at a cousin's house was uh, RC Pro-Am. Oh, okay. Sure. It was like a radio control racing game. Yeah. yeah. So that just made me think of that. <laughs> but my timer went off. That was 20 minutes that already. That was 20 minutes already. So quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, that was quick. Um, thanks for listening. And uh, according to my notes, we'll be back soon. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with some short shows or a guest. Uh, yeah. There's uh, things in the works yep. and so much editing and show notes to do. Yep. Um, there's lots There's <laughs> lots of things in the queue that need to get out. There's one or two film frowns from last season still that need to hit the, mm-hmm. that need to hit the feed. And we, we're three deep now in guested shows on Montreal Sauce. So time to start, time right. to start getting those out. So, uh uh, thank you for everyone who joined us on our Twitch on Padizio's Twitch experiment. Uh, we appreciate it. This was the debut stream on the channel. Unless you happen to catch me experimenting earlier, making sure that my setup worked. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Check us out on Patreon if you want to support us. Maybe we'll, you know, hire some friends to offload some of this work. Uh, that would be amazing. <laughs> Um, give us a dollar or more and you get access to these like raw live recordings right away or just watch it on Twitch. <gasps> um, <laughs> yeah, um, that's uh, I think all I had for my uh, don't you want to support us uh, kind of stuff. You you can always get a T-shirt uh, if you check out like my store. On, it's linked on sickdays.me. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think also Cotton Bureau has switched from being like a, this is a place to do fundraisers to now print on demand. So you can always get the shirt that Paul is wearing right now on uh, on cottonbureau.com if you search for Chris Sikinga, probably. So, or yep. Montreal Sauce the Wearable. <laughs> um, yes. So you can support us that way. Yep. And uh, remember, you know, uh, oh, I think we're supposed to like it's a it's a podcast we're supposed to sign off. So for the flop house, I've been Dan McCoy. <laughs> and I'm Stuart Wellington. <laughs> I don't All right, good uh, good night everyone or one. good day. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I should. It's Remember, a great podcast. Okay. <laughs> but we make one. Yeah. So it's more fun to watch the movies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So I just uh, I just do it for research to get more bad movies for us to watch. Perfect. <laughs> That's a great way to do it. <laughs> All right. Remember, if life gives you potatoes, uh, make poutine. make poutine. Thanks, everybody. Wow. I'm going to stop streaming now. Bye. Stopping stream. Stop <laughs> recording. Now on this other computer. Stop broadcast. Bye. Audio listeners, you old schools. <laughs>